Welcome to another episode of Second Time Around. As a, with your hosts, Jerron and Ellery, I am Ellery and this is Jerron. Hi, I'm our, Ellery. I suffer from short-term memory loss. And as you all can tell by the title of this episode, we are doing a sequel that really didn't need to be made, but it's cool that it was. I mean, it's not the worst things in the world. Frozen 2. <clears throat> Finding Dory. So today's movie is Finding Dory. First of all, I want to thank you all. <laughs> So much for listening to our podcast. Yes. It's really greatly appreciated. We appreciate also, you. Also, we, you know, we had like a little mini vacation, but it wasn't a vacation anymore, so we just got busy. Yeah. And um, haven't had time to actually record. So welcome back. It's summertime. The Geminis have birthdays. The Leos are going to have birthdays. It's been it's, birthdays. It's and busy. It's very busy. It's also warm outside, and we won't go outside. So, yeah. But we did see some new movies recently. We um, did. Anyway, we did. but that's a that's a whole different topic for a later date. Yeah. All right. So, like we said, we are doing Finding Dory today. So, whoop, 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 with that whoop, being whoop. said, as far as I go with this movie, this was a good movie. It's just you think it was it's a, unnecessary. It was a sequel that that didn't need to be made. I'm not saying it's unnecessary. It's I mean, a sequel that just didn't need to be made. Fair enough. But it was made and it turned out pretty good. This movie came out in 2016. Because we're old. It's 13 years ago. So, if you live under a rock, Rude. if you live yeah, under the ocean, <laughs> I think the get map it. is wrong. Get it? If you live under the ocean. Um, if you live under a rock that's under the ocean. It's 74 something. I know. I don't know what math I don't I was know what math doing. you would math. Your math wasn't was mathing. So bad. All right, but this movie follows pretty much Dory's backstory. So, she's going to go find her family. Is pretty much what this movie's about. Uh, so yeah. Finding Nemo came out in two thousand three. Finding Nemo did come out two thousand three. I feel old. So it was what thirteen years later between these two movies. Right, you said this came out two thousand sixteen, right? Mm-hmm. Mm, thirteen years. Nemo came out in two thousand three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, it don't feel Sheesh. like it. Sheesh. It does not feel like it. I am not that old, but I feel old. Nah, we old. Nah, shut up. We are old. You're older than me? We're old. You old. I'm not old. Who's right, old? so. Anyway. It's about Dory finding her family. It yeah. starts off um, showing her when she was younger. She's just a little baby fish. She's a little squishy. With her big eyes. And it gives you that little that little tidbits of how she got to where she is. Yeah. She in had the a first mama movie. and a daddy. And they were Oh, we're worried. having this conversation? Oh, okay. okay. Oh, where do so, I start? Um, when mommies and daddies love each other. Mommy fish and daddy fish love each other. Okay, and that's enough. And we're not. But, um, you see Dory as a baby, her mama and her daddy, they're trying to get her to, you know, live life normally as a fish with remembering loss, as she says it when she's a baby. And they're trying to make sure she doesn't get lost. But then she, she ends up getting lost because she's trying to be nice. She sees her mama crying about how is she, how is Dory going to fare as an adult, you know? And then she's like, mommy likes purple shells. I'm going to go get her a purple shell. And then she ends up getting yes, what lost. about the undertow? Yeah, she gets caught up in the undertow and then that ends. And then she ends up by herself. And then we see her go from little Dory to teenage Dory to full grown Dory. And then the flashback starts, stops when she meets Marlon. And then we're back to present day. And Dory Which is, is just a year later. Yeah, it's only a year after Finding Nemo in movie time. 
Um, and <laughs> she's the same old Dory waking people up in the middle of the night because she don't remember this. She cannot go inside the anemone and is waking everybody up. And Marlon tries to get her to go back to sleep and then a very, very much, if any of you have been woken up by a child, it's very much, all right, the third time I'm up, I'm fucking up. What do you want? You want breakfast? Let's go. But with this, um, as far as I feel about this movie, this movie is always a visually appealing movie. It's Stunning. very colorful. It's underwater. Stunning. Um, feels kind of like you're in an aquarium. Yeah. But it's really pretty. Again, the colors and everything, because again, the ocean that they live oh. in, the coral reef, is beautiful. It's, it's, it's a very so colorful coral pretty. reef. And because it's colorful, the, the wildlife around it's going to be colorful. And so it's really pretty. Also, Nemo a year later is so cute. But that voice, I'm like, stop it. Stop it. It's only been a year. Why do you sound grown? Because he's a fish. I know. Fish age differently. I know. <laughs> Still hurtful. <laughs> but. Yeah, no, it's uh, again visually stunning. Yes. Um, as far as the whole plot of the movie, it's an okay plot. I'm about to say, do you not like? Um, it? it's okay. I like it. I think it's cute how they were like, you know what, Finding Dory is gonna be. We're gonna learn about all of Dory's little weird quirks and where they come from. Like the "Just Keep Swimming" song was something the, the that whale she speaking. got from her parents. The whale speaking is because she grew up in an aquarium and she would talk to a whale through the pipes. Like, all of these things make sense when you watch the movie. It's like, oh, that's where you, oh, you weren't, you weren't bullshitting. You really knew, okay. It's ri- the whole movie is just Marlon learning that he's been an asshole, which we already knew. It's not that he's been an asshole, he's just been overprotective. Being overprotective can cause you to be an asshole. I don't think he was being an asshole. Cause and effect. I don't think he was being an asshole. He do, because truly, sir, did you not learn the first time that um, you don't need to be like this? Like, we just went through this a year ago. She kind of does need her handheld. No, she does, but she doesn't need to be handheld like a newborn. She's pretty capable on her own. She is. She had good ideas in this movie. Which I'm really curious about. Like, her being a fish who has rememory loss. As she puts it. <laughs> How did she grow up? Like, what was she eating? What did she figure? I mean, I guess because it's a Disney movie, they're not going to go into that. I mean, but, eating isn't, it shouldn't be a big deal. But she lived in an aquarium mm-hmm. where they were fed. Mm-hmm. I you, mean, you yeah, have to find but when food. you, but when you, I feel like that's just instinct. You're like, I'm hungry. I gotta find something to eat. Period. How did she not get herself eaten? I don't know. Now that is just, that's just movie magic. That's what I'm saying. Like, how does she manage to survive? That's just movie magic. Because honestly, I feel like the real Dory in that flashback would have gone up to a predator and been like, can you help me? And then been chased. She did in Nemo. Yeah. And that's why I'm like, why didn't we do one of those in the flashback? Because for real, it absolutely would have happened. She would have been eaten. (laughs) Well, yes. But again, movie magic says Dory doesn't die. So Dory didn't die. But yeah, I mean, I just think it's really cute because it's like, yeah, she has a problem with memory, but she's also pretty smart. Mm-hmm. She be showing Marlon up. Where did she learn these things, though? She learned them from other people. Right, but they don't and show all that. Yeah, they do. No, no. Like, some of the ideas and stuff she comes up with are stuff that they don't discuss. What are you talking about? Like what? 
like um being able to read they never go over that i just assume i i mean they're not gonna go over every tiny little thing but that's just, that's not a tiny little thing for, though that's a really for big me, i assume they went over her speaking well yes. and not her reading i assume the reading thing was probably she lived in an aquarium and there were signs that they could see and her parents were like hey read it her parents can probably read and they just taught her how to read okay and then because they're an aquarium there's things to read so makes sense to me i guess i didn't need anybody to explain it but she's a smart cookie that one this was a much better sequel than frozen 2 all right we ain't gotta keep bringing just saying we we don't just saying bringing it much rather this than frozen 2 whoa i love mr ray all right, so what did you like and dislike about this movie? I love Mr. Ray. I love the class coming back. I love Dory in her little baby form with her big old eyes. Um, I love Hank, the octopus. Fun time, man. Um, I love Dory showing everybody up. What else? I love that her memories come back because of things happening to her on accident. Mm-hmm. I like that. They're like, oh, how does she get her memories back? Because she got swept up in an undertow like she did as a child. And then she remembered she had parents. That was cute. Um, I like the I like the movie. I don't know if there's some... I mean, I don't like Marlon and his nitpickiness, but that's just Marlon. He gets mm-hmm. on my nerves because it's always like, sir. It's just, in the first movie, cool, fine. He, we, we're just meeting him. This is who he is because... All of his children were eaten, but one and his wife is gone. Got it. Paranoid. But the second one, I'm like, sir, we've been through this already. It's Shut only been up. a year. I mean, not much has changed for them. Shut up. But, like, there was little to no growth in this man. Little to no. The only moments of growth that you see from his shenanigans last year is that he's more willing to listen to Nemo. Then that's it. Because that's it. He, he don't. From that. He he just won't shut up though. He just won't let people be. It's so annoying. But that is he is he is indicative of people who feel like anyone with a disability needs to be coddled and protected to the point of being an asshole, and that's not always the case. But because this whole movie is about you know. But here's my People other thing, with though, with right? learning disabilities and, you know, stuff like that. Right, but my thing is, he also has every right to be like, no, I'm not traveling across the sea again. No, that's fair. But what? I, but, but, but also... And for them to pressure him into traveling across the sea once again... No, but also, the argument is valid. He went across the ocean with Dory. Dory was fully willing to help that man. Did he want her to not help him after he learned that she had issues? Yes. Yes, but she still helped him, and she was helpful. So if she needs help, he should be willing to help because she she helped him find his son that she'd never met. He also didn't ask She's for it after, after everything. He was like, all right, thanks, but I got it. But she's just stuck along. Yeah, and she was helpful. She was, and I'm not saying she wasn't, but at the same time, like... And so if your friend asks you for help, why, why, why not help? She wants to find her parents. Why not help her? It's not like this is your first time going across the ocean. This was much faster. It was like, all right, let's go get our sea turtle friend, and we'll be on our way. 
he want to act like this complicated. We done done this before. That's the thing. He doesn't want to keep doing Which, this. Traveling cool, across the also, ocean. But also, your homegirl needs help, and you know she can't go by herself. Marlon can go anywhere by himself. That's a different situation. Dory needs help. Therefore, she's asking you for help. It's wild to me. I just find, like... I just think, I no, I understand that he doesn't want to go again, but also, help your friend, sir. Be nice. Yeah, that's fine. Everything it's, ain't about you, Marlon. Help Dory. It's just crazy. I still find it like, insane that they force this man to, to go across the ocean once again. He didn't have to go. And he didn't want to go. And he Dory did. can't go on her own. He, she cannot. But... Truly, who else is going to go with her? First of all, she tried to go off because on her own without knowing anywhere to go. She didn't even know how to get across the ocean. Yeah. And then she turned around and said, yeah, help me. And he was like, no, 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 we're not going. Nope, 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 nope. Exactly. And it's like, sir, she helped you get your son. Why can't you help her get her parents? Come on now. Reciprocity. Be nice. That's not the same. It is nowhere near the same. It's not. It, Listen, at least she kind of knows where they are. He ain't had no idea where Nemo was. No. He was going absolutely, and he no was idea. a he was a man on a mission to and save his son. She is a woman on a mission. She's to not rediscover on, her past. Yes, she's not on a mission to save her family. No, that's not what she's doing. No, but if you lost your family and mm-hmm. then you figured out where they were. And you wanted to go back. And you asked your friend, hey, could you come with me? Why would you say no? Because of where the family is. Whatever. And you know what would have been really crazy? If they were actually not alive? Well, no. To be honest, they they shouldn't be alive. In the fish world. But this is the movie. How long do fish live? Fish can live for a few years. Some can live for a really long time. Well, how old is Dory? I don't know. Because she was a baby when she got lost. So was the whale shark. I know. So And then, but how, how, what is the lifespan of a blue tang? I don't know. Look it up, jujulet. But anyway, I feel like they, they wouldn't be alive. But that's in real life. This is a movie, and of course they're alive. I just feel it's not. Fair Eight to Marlin twenty years to in like, captivity. I'm not gonna help you because I don't feel like going across the ocean again. Already been there, done that, <sighs> sir. You know she can't go by herself. She needs help. Help the woman. Stop being a dick. But anyway, I love Nemo, and he's always like, "Hey, hey, hey." So I'm, we gonna help her because I'm the good one here, and you're the annoying one. Fun fact: uh, Blue Tains can live more than thirty years in the wild. In aquariums. It's 8 to 12 years. Okay, so they still be alive. The reason why is because there's there's more readily acquired diseases. Well, yeah. It's like being in a school. So. It I'm, is. It's like being in a school. Once you get a bunch of kids together, just sickness everywhere. Yeah, but then your immune system gets better. And, no, and I didn't say it was a bad thing. It's just annoying. It's a bad thing in them because they will die. Well, no, it's a bad thing for fish. For humans, it's just Did you annoying. know they can't keep great white sharks in aquariums? Why? They'll die. They'll just uh, die. Mm-hmm. So what they'll do why? is... Why? Because they get bored? No, nah, for some reason they can't figure out what it is exactly. Mm. But they just can't survive in captivity. And so what they'll do is they'll keep like a juvenile and then release it. 
Mm. You can't. They can't house a great white adult. They just can't. Because mm, it'll die. Also, what kind of squid is that? Is that a colossal squid or a giant? It could be a Humboldt squid. I don't know. It's a squid. Oh. You, you have know the colossal fun squids have the largest eyes mm-hmm. of any animal mm-hmm. on Earth. It's really cool. Anyway, um, also they went through far less dangerous shenanigans in this movie. Cause after the squid and they made it to California, it was it it wasn't that dangerous. It was just how do we get in? And then they kept losing each other, and that was really it. There wasn't really danger after the squid in this movie. Marlin, it was. They might have cut danger. it out though, but they might have cut it out. All danger all the time. But you know they might have cut it out. Because you can't know. show you can't show all the danger in this movie. Well, no, but the thing is, so much going in the on. first movie they were all in open ocean. It was open ocean the whole time. In this movie, we're going to an aquarium. Aquarium, there's not. I mean, it was all open ocean to get there. Yeah, but it seemed to be short. I mean, it wasn't that. They big a deal. movie magic because no, because they were on the EAC, dude, and then they got off. You have to get and to the EAC. And it was only the squid. You have to get to the EAC. Nothing happened. On and the then movie to the magic, EAC, dude. We don't know that. Movie I, magic. I believe nothing happened. It's I don't know why. It's the open sailing. ocean. It was smooth sailing. Nah. They was probably seeing friends. Be like, hey, yeah, this is Nemo, the one we were looking for. Got him. Now um, we're going to look for somebody else. See you later. It was all sunshine and smiles. Is there anything Except you Marlin. dislike before I get into my? I, I mean, other than Marlon. All right. So no, what I disliked either. about this movie, which it just, it just. It baffles me to this day, right? Was 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 Gil and the gang, okay? Oh yeah, Gil and yeah. the gang. They so were at end the up, very end. No, of let the me movie. finish. This is my dislike. You just went there, just just steal my. Because I was gonna explain when they showed up. I got this. Right. Um, Gil and the gang make their appearance in this movie. They have a little cameo at the end of the movie after the credits and stuff. You see them swimming in their bags. Still, from the first movie. Mind you, this is an hour... I mean, a year later. This is a year after everything happened in Finding Nemo. So, with that being said, with this, you end up getting them all together in the bag floating in the water next to the aquarium. How are they alive? What were they eating? What exactly were they eating? What, what They were using a bathroom in the bag... Like, come on, man! You can't tell me that none of this was 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 valid. I don't care if it's a movie. At least be somewhat accurate and give an explanation as to why they survived, because there is no reason why they didn't survive. Like, I mean, you have a very good point. Jacques was cool because he eat dirt. He that thing was full of algae. But how was he able to so... breathe? What is he breathing? I don't know. They need oxygen to breathe. Fish do not breathe water, by the way. If anybody tells you, yeah. or if you ever thought that fish breathes water, they no. do not. They breathe the gills, oxygen in the water. The gills filtrate the oxygen out of the water, and that's how they breathe. Just like we breathe oxygen in the air, they breathe oxygen in the water. Yeah. Anyway. That's why mermaids need gills. Anyway. It just... He would die. They would all drown. They would all die. After a year? And I, I agree with you. I have no complaints with your argument is stupid but also i'm like Baffling. there's no way that number one 
the blowfish couldn't get out of there. I already explained I to you why. I don't care what you say. Them bags look like the ones you get at the county fair when they give you a goldfish. They don't look like they're going to keep them blowfish from popping that shit. And that's what should have happened. Number two, I don't believe that a predator would have seen them go from Australia to California and not try to pop that motherfucking bag mm-hmm. to eat them. So they should have been out anyway. None of it makes sense. None of it is ridiculous. Makes absolutely no sense. But also, it just, no, it, it don't make no sense. That's what I. Also, I just feel like they would have tried biting the bullfish at least, even if it didn't work. I mean, they, they their just mouths try, aren't actually their mouths aren't actually sharp enough to. I mean, but they try. I feel like it would be it would be a, a last ditch effort. Be like, try, try, just try biting it. No, they just accepted it. Or you know what they could have done? They could have found a crop of sea urchins, and been like, poke, poke, poke. That's what they should have done. Yeah, but it didn't. Redonkulous. Crabs, sea urchins, lobsters, some with claws. They some could. Spiky. They could have gotten um. A lionfish, damn it. No, they could have got what's his name, the the pelican. From the first oh, movie. yeah, you did say that. They could have gotten him to open the bags. What's his name? I'm drawing a blank on his name right now. You said it last time, too. Um, They could have just got Whatever. him to open that thing for him. Show could have. But they didn't. Fish got to swim, but got to eat. Anyway, and then there was also... What I did like was that... Oh, the loony one. What is her name? Oh, Becky? Becky. Oh! Becky! Becky! So Becky, okay, Becky. Becky is a, is a bird. Becky's a bird, but the she's thing, hilarious. the thing that I like about Becky is that Becky's a loon. She's mm-hmm. loony mm-hmm. and she's a loon. Like mm-hmm. they were accurate with that. They made her a loony loon. Like yeah. she is a loon. It's hilarious. I find yeah. that hilarious. She doesn't talk. She has very big red eyes, and she looks like she pecks at her feathers. And she's I'm pretty a loon. sure she does peck at her feathers. And the only way to get her attention is to bond with her, which is. You have to call her. You have to imprint. You have to, you have to imprint on her. So you have to call her. You have to look her in the eye. And you have to say, and then she'll do whatever you want. Because we here now. We, we're on the same level. And she'll do it. And Marlon is so not used to this. Because, you know, last time it was a speaking bird. And he put him in his mouth and just flew him around. Becky got a little bucket from Gerald, the sea lion that they don't like. Idris Elba and the other one. They are two seals on a rock, and they hate Gerald. They don't let him on the rock, except to get his bucket. They're like, Gerald, if you give us the bucket, we'll let you get on the rock. Come on, Gerald. That is He's on thing. the rock for two seconds, and then they bark at him. Get off the rock, Gerald! That's another thing I like about this movie, <laughs> was that, that trio of uh, seals. It's pretty good. It's so funny. It's like it's like the bird and the other birds being like, Mom? Gerald is Gerald is the mind bird trying to get in there. He's like, yeah. he's like, hey, let me on the rock. <laughs> and then they're like, get off the fucking rock, Gerald. He's like, why are you being mean? I just want to get off the rock. He looks so concerned Ger- every time Ger- they do it. Gerald is a little so special. Funny. Gerald is a little special. <laughs> but he just want to be friends. He just want to be rock buddies, and they won't let him. They just won't let him. Oh, it's if it's if Manny and uh, Diego didn't let Sid actually come with them. It was just like, go away, Sid, go. But you know, um, all right, yeah, so Becky gets the bucket. She flies Marlon and Nemo into the aquarium, and Marlon is being an asshole as per usual and thinks Becky doesn't know what she's doing. And then they jump into a cup, 
And he, he, he accepts And then Becky, Becky he takes the Becky. bucket thinking they're in there and takes them where they were trying to go, which was quarantine. Again, sir, if you just listen and let people be who they are, things will work out. But no, you got to be a little asshole. But no, he actually accepts Becky really quickly. At the end. No, nah, it, 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 it's a quick turnaround between the amount of time he accepts uh, Becky and when he, he immediately first her. questioned her. I mean, yes, I would too. He did what he was supposed to do. She did what she was supposed to do. He questioned her, left, and then she came back and fixed it. She got distracted for a minute, but she came back and did her job. Yeah. All you had to do was just Again, wait. He accepted her because he called her back. All he had to do was wait. After um, he even fucked up. Nah. Uh, let's see. What about... Hank? Yes, Hank. Hank My is, man's um... Hank. The, the the septopus. It is octopus love out here. Okay, so Hank is an octopus that fucked up. He was trying to get out of his tank. He escaped his tank because octopus are very smart. Which I, in real life, octopus have escaped their tanks in zoos and aquariums. Yeah, no, they and don't. they've had to put extra locks on them because if they don't, they will escape. There yeah. actually was an octopus cage next to a crab exhibit or a lobster exhibit. Did they eat them? Um. Let's just say that crab exhibit ended up turning into an octopus exhibit. Mm-hmm, yeah, he know. got out. He learned the combinations and all that, and got he out. He what? Yeah, they can learn the combinations and stuff. They can read. They can me- remember things. Oh shit! So they'll get in and they'll climb through, and yeah, it's it's oh, crazy. Oh my goodness! I didn't know they could memorize they'll numbers. They'll memorize combinations. Oh no, that's scary. It's not. I mean, that is scary. It is what it is. Don't be learning I know, my stuff. I know a raven like that who knows how to uh, what? remember combinations. Mm-hmm. Animals are too smart. And let himself out. They're too smart. Anyway, so he has a so, lock and key lock now because yeah, of that. Yeah, you're not getting that key. Anyway, so Hank escapes his tank because he doesn't want. What was it? He, he wants to go. He doesn't want to go he back to the ocean. He doesn't want to be released. He's meant to be released back into the ocean. He hates the ocean, is scared of it, wants to go to Cleveland to stay in an aquarium. So he escapes his tank, is trying to get out. He ends up in the sink. He's trying to hit a light switch. He hits the garbage disposal, cuts off one of his <laughs> tentacles. So now he's a septopus. But um, he, Dory ends up asking him for help. He wants the tag that the aquarium has put on her because the tag means that he gets to go to Cleveland. She won't give him the tag unless she receives his help in finding her parents. So he now has to help and he gets to see this is an octopus love letter because the way that Hank is out here slipping and sliding through everything, camouflaging himself he's very good at the camouflage. My favorite one which is one I never thought that would happen is at the end when they're looking for Dory in the truck and it's Hank pretending that he's Dory. So he tra- he's like changed himself to look like the water and then his tentacle looks like a blue tang and then they're like, Dory! And he turns back into Hank. I'm like, I didn't know that was a thing that you could do. To can't. That's what I figured. But the fact that the movie makers did that, I was like, well, that was impressive, but I don't think it's real. But yes, that was fun. So Hank is the one we meet first in the aquarium. And then we meet Destiny, a blind whale shark. She's not fully blind. She's, everything's blurry. So she didn't get the best eyesight. Nearsighted. Yeah, she's a nearsighted whale shark, which whale sharks are so pretty. And then we meet Bailey, my favorite kind of whale. He's a beluga. 
he's scared of using his echolocation because he was injured, and that's why he's in the Bullshit aquarium. Injury. Exactly. He's like, look, my head's too big. It's like, your head's supposed to be big. You're a beluga. You're a beluga. I love the way she talks about Bailey. It's so funny. He's like, I can hear you. I know you're talking about me. And then oh, she you're looks, definitely talking about me. And then me. she looks dead at him and says, he's too scared because he says he's still healing. Oh, now I know you're talking about me. Sure am. You and your foolishness. It's hilarious. But yeah, they start talking and trying to figure out what's going on. And we figure out Destiny's the one who taught Dory how to speak whales. Very cute. And so Destiny's going to help Dory get to her parents because they're pipe pals. And she's going to make Bailey use his echolocation to see her in the pipes. And it's a very, it's a very good plan. Very good plan. I like it a lot. I like all the friends. It's a fun time. Mm-hmm. Do you enjoy this, or is this where you're like, nah? This movie's like, eh. But why is so good? It's funny. It's okay. <laughs> why are you a hater? I mean, I'm not hating. It's just okay. Finding Nemo was better than Finding Dory. Nobody said this was better. It don't have to be better. I'm not saying it doesn't. The entertainment value. Is the still entertainment there. value was okay. Hank driving that daggone stroller around was hilarious, though. Because I'm like, nobody sees the tentacles. Nobody. That doesn't make any sense. The stroller is moving without a person. Again, that's my thing with, Y'all don't see that? with this movie, especially with animals and stuff in it. I'm just like, no. Oh, oh. Like, something ain't. Yeah, because there would definitely be someone like, the stroller's moving by itself. Somebody call security. But no. The lady just looks at it after it bumps into her and is like, what? But there's there's nothing else happening. Very confusing. It's weird in some spots. It very much is. I will give you that. But I still I still think it's hilarious. And um yeah, it's just hijinks the whole time. Because Marlon and Nemo are trying to get back to Dory. They think she's in quarantine. Dory's gotten out of quarantine because she's looking for her parents. But they're just going by each other and not noticing. But my my biggest thing with this is like, why is Hank out of the water for longer than than okay, he needs to be? Okay, that's because this is a movie and nobody nobody realizes that the people weren't like, oh yeah, we gotta get the octopus some water every time. No, it's just the fish. It just be blowing me sometimes, like because they try to come with accurate information and then they don't come with accurate information. It's just like pick yeah. one, pick a lane, pick an eye, pick an eye, darling. <laughs> I do think it's weird because I don't fully understand why Dory left Destiny's um, habitat because she could have just gone through the pipes to begin with but instead she and Hank left and went into the exhibits and were trying to find the open ocean area and I'm like you could have just gone through the pipes to begin with but they wanted to do the whole Hank doesn't like the touch area where the little kids the touch touch thing yeah I think I really think well I know for a fact a lot of things happen in movies because they want you to see the stuff that they're like shenanigans absolute shenanigans that we came up with because it's too easy to go through the pipes the first time we'll do that when we come back around right now we're gonna do it the hard way yeah otters it's so crazy I Um, love the otters I don't I know Uh, you don't but I I love them river otters river otters are cool I know sea otters not so much don't tell them 
I'm not. Okay. The Seattle's are horrible. If you want to know, you look that up on your own. We're not going to do that to you today. Um, but yeah, I love the otters because of how they come back later. <laughs> Cuddle party. They were adorable. Don't get me wrong, but no, absolutely not. <laughs> Dory's like, I know what humans like. They like cute things. What's cute? Otters cuddling. Cuddle party. It's hilarious. It's a smart cookie, that one. Also, you, you nitpicked while we watched it the first time about how Dory keeps getting put in fresh water. Yes, it's, it's and driving me insane. And she's a saltwater fish. And yeah, it is stupid. She would be dead. <laughs> like... She would have been dead five times over in this movie. Cause and Hank, then she jumps into a mop bucket. Hank puts her into a friggin' coffee pot. She puts her... He puts her in a sippy cup. But the coffee, jumps, pot, the coffee she, pot, he scoops, he that's scoops true, the water. That's true. Sorry. That's true. She is in salt water in the coffee pot. But then he puts her into a sippy cup, and then she ends up in mop water. Also, Marlon and Nemo end up in mop water, too, I think. Yeah, they just go in and out of salt and fresh water, and it don't make any sense. Makes no sense at all. It's very dumb. It's like, mm, you can't put, you can't put most, are there any animals that can go from salt water to fresh water? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but not blue tanks. No. And not clownfish. Octopus, I, they don't, they don't do the whole fresh water thing. Oh, and not octopi. Yeah, the the touch tank made me feel bad because as a child I went to the Atlantic Aquarium and I did touch some stuff and it it oh it made me feel so bad. I was like, oh the poor the poor animals. I don't know. This movie was very aggressive with their touch tank. They were. I don't understand why they were so aggressive. I feel like it's supposed to be a sensory overload because again, coming back to the whole, this movie highlights those with learning disabilities and mental disabilities and all that stuff. People with autism specifically have sensory issues, but my, and they can't handle stuff like my that. My biggest and thing, and I feel like that was part of it. But this movie promotes kids sticking their hand in and shoving the animals' faces into the sand and dragging them across it. It's not promoting it. The, it's just yeah, showing it's, you what it, kids do. The kids do. are gonna be like, "Ooh, I want to go to a touch tank now," and they're but gonna do also, just that. Little kids do that Terrible. shit for real, and that's why parents have to be like gentle touch. Mm-mm. Stop touching. They haven't like attended that. there and all that. There, there was no uh, uh-uh, this. Well, this is, this movie ain't about the humans. But I'm just saying we're nonsense. not talking to the humans. This movie. But still, it should be there to, to promote you know listen, gentle touch. Listen. Nah, nonsense. Insane. Nope. They're showing these children with no parental supervision. It's you do you just touch them, and they're like, all right, I'm gonna drag it over here and drag it over there, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna. It's, it's a hot-ass mess. Absolutely insane. Yeah. It's really cute when Dory remembers that her parents taught her to just keep swimming song. It's so cute. The little flashbacks. It's adorable. What I don't understand still about this movie is why they never asked Bruce to take them across the ocean. <sighs> Great Whites travel that far, so... He's also a good bodyguard. Exactly. So why didn't Unless Bruce? someone starts bleeding. Why didn't Bruce just take them across the ocean? But also, where is Bruce? Because the sharks don't come back. They don't. They, they don't show the him. They're the only ones that don't come back. Makes no sense. Because they are all still friends. Nigel. That's that's the, the name of the bird. Yes, that's the bird's name. Nigel not coming back makes sense because Nigel lives in Australia and that's far away. But. Yeah, Bruce and the others should have come back to visit. Or I guess they didn't want to. 
They were but out doing whatever them, they were they, doing. They would go to things with Dory at the end of the movie. No, at the end of the movie, they were like, well, yeah, they They did. were going to classes and stuff. Like, <gasps> so, so you make a good point. Where were they? Maybe they were migrating, like Mr. Ray and friends. I don't know, but it's nonsense. Absolute oh, nonsense. Oh, we're going home. I really like that song. It made no sense. And honestly, but, when they were singing that song, you know what I was thinking the whole time? What? I was like, Mr. Ray has the worst voice out of the two. Mm-mm. That's just because they were harmonizing. I know. He didn't have I anybody know. to harmonize with. That's I why. I know. But I'm just like, sir, if this is what they sound like and that's what you sound like, mm, you need help. Nah, he said he has but a also, nice voice. No, he does. But also, the whole time I was like, why are you not migrating? Why are you not out for school? But I did appreciate it at the end. They were like, all right, Hank, you're the substitute teacher because he got to migrate. Peace out. Yeah, no, I think he leaves at the end of the year. He leaves closer towards like the end. He does, because when right. Hank goes with goes back home with them, Hank's like, "All right, I'm your substitute teacher because Mr. Ray's migrating. Let's do, let's get this over with." Mm-hmm. He's so cantankerous. It's so funny. Oh, tell them the fact about octopi. What fact about octopi? How they can smush themselves into tiny. Oh yeah, as because... long as their beak can fit into it, the rest of their body will fit into it. Yeah. Isn't it weird how fish have beaks like birds? I mean, turtles have a beak too. A turtle mouth would be it's called a beak. True. It's made of the same thing. It's not really much different. No, I know. You so. can you can tell by looking at them that it's pretty much the same. I just find it interesting. Because usually they come up with a different word for it just because. I mean, there's only but so many words you can come up with for a mouth. I mean, listen. You have words, proboscis. Words are just noises. You have beak, bill. Words are just. Mouth. Words. <laughs> 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 you have mouth uh what else is there words are just noises it could be anything um like mouth. you you I mean that's it there's not really much you can also 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 mm-hmm. them hopping across the freaking water thing y'all know how they do these little outside water park things where if you walk by one of the little things, the water sprays into the air. Nemo and Marlin go from point A to point B using those. And it is the most satisfyingly stupid thing I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, no, it's... it's It was ridiculous and very effective and very weird. It's like, what? It's smart and dumb. No, it's just dumb. I, I went back to my glass onion there for a second. <laughs> it's just dumb. It's just dumb. <laughs> but, all right, so what are the fun facts you got for us this time? Okay. Hold, please. Mm-hmm. They should not make another one. All right. It, uh, so Finding Dory, which came out 13 years after Finding Nemo. <gasps> it hurts. Apparently, it hit the record when it came out for the highest grossing opening weekend for an animated film. Guess how much it made? Um, over... Mm, a billion. No, 136.2 million oh. in the opening weekend. No. Oh. That's a lot. Okay, okay, okay. So... Oh. oh, what? You got 
Are you going to oh, share? Oh, well, sorry. Because <laughs> I wasn't, I wasn't, I was going to the ones about, because the article has stuff about Finding Nemo and I wasn't going to read that stuff, but this one's good. Finding Nemo is the first Pixar movie to win an Oscar for Best Animated Feature. I think we talked about that. I don't know. Anyway, um, even though Dory was already designed for Finding Nemo, filmmakers had to bring her design into current technology to use it. To achieve the specific shapes and expressions that that fans would recognize as Dory, artists put images from the first movie side by side with images in production to ensure all was as it should be. What? What new technology were you using? Because, okay, you know what? That makes sense. Because Finding Nemo came out in two thousand three, three D animation wasn't as big no. Because if you if you notice like and with now, uh, if you look at Dor- uh, Marla and Nemo, yeah. it's easier to see on them. Yeah, you can see their tail their scale texture. Yeah, you can. It's a little. It's more intricate, which makes sense. It's a thirteen year difference. Mm-hmm. There should be differences. Two thousand three, it wasn't as advanced. Two thousand sixteen, I get it. I understand. I understand. Um. Okay. Hey, Destiny is a whale shark who is being cared for by the Marine Life Institute, but filmers, but filmmakers weren't initially sure what ailed her. It was Bailey, Destiny's beluga whale neighbor, who opened their eyes, so to speak. Belugas are known for their echolocation skills. Mm-hmm. That is described as the MLI's, what? The world's most powerful pair of glasses. Mm-hmm. Filmmakers decided that if Bailey had an enhanced sense of sight, perhaps Destiny's was compromised. A nearsighted whale shark was born. That's cute. Mm. That's a cute way of doing that. Mm. Oh. Destiny actually taught Dory how to speak whale. Of yes, course, that fact. That. Destiny is a whale shark, not a whale. That is also Explains accurate. Explains Dory's limited understanding of whale. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking. Filmmakers studied the psychology of adoption to better understand how Dory might feel to be a part of an extraordinary adoptive family, yet still wonder about her past. Mm. Cute, because she lives with Marlon and Nemo. Comedian Albert Brooks returns to the big screen as the voice of clownfish Marlon in Finding Dory. Filmmakers say Brooks is all about improv, infusing his iconic comedy into the character. While Marlon carried a big emotional load in Finding Nemo, he's been freed up in Finding Dory, allowing Brooks a lot more improvisational leeway this time. I never really thought about... Now I wonder what's improv and what's scripted. You will never know. I will never know, because what am I not going to do? Look up the script. I'll be forgetting that you can look up movie scripts mm-hmm. and get the whole thing. And I'm not doing that. Um, 118 weeks were required of the team of technical directors who were responsible for building and articulating Hank. The octopus took 118 weeks. Of course it did. To get together. Which all the camouflaging they did and all the little slipping and sliding and mm-hmm. shit. That's a lot of stuff they had to do. I wonder if they if they got an octopus and were just looking at it. And like, what do you do? No, they 100% studied an octopus. Yeah, they had to. They're so fun. I love octopuses. They kill themselves. Huh? After um, a what? female lays eggs, after mating and everything, they die. Huh? Even if you have them in captivity, after a female lays eggs, she will kill herself. What? They, something in their brain turns on a chemical signal to self-destruct. Yep. Ugh. 
because normally in the wild they just sit and stay on the eggs. They don't eat or anything, and they just pass away. Um, but in captivity, they tried to stop that. Feed them? No, they tried to just stop it in general. They laid eggs or whatever, but they realized there's a chemical signal that gets mm. shot out, and they self-destruct. Mm. Like, their bodies will just shut down and everything. They'll, they'll bang themselves against the glass. Oh, uh, no. Yeah, no. They self-destruct. They sound like bird box. No, thank you. Mm-hmm. I don't like that. I didn't need that. That was not a fun fact. Ugh. Ugh. Anyway. You made me lose my place. Okay, let's go. 22 weeks were spent shading Hank to give him extra texture and color, as well as making it possible for him to camouflage himself. An average character takes less than eight weeks. Mm-hmm. And he took a long time. Again, he has a lot of camouflage stuff that he has to do, so. There are 350 suckers on Hank. 50 of 50 suckers on each of his seven eggs. Mm-hmm. Becky... An off-boat kooky loon who takes a liking to Marlin is named after production manager Becky Neiman Cobb, who insists there's no resemblance. <laughs> Becky got a crooked neck, and I want to know how she did that. Because you can see the other birds of her species behind you, her. No, what you see is their necks fluffed up. They have feathers around their necks. She doesn't. So are their necks crooked? You never know. Mm, why would their necks be crooked? I mean, it's probably just how she's holding it. Ugh, I hate it. And how her feathers look. Ugh. Okay. When filmmakers cast the voices of lounging sea lions, Fluke and Rudder, I never really paid attention to their names, they decided to bring two actors from the... Oh, I didn't know he was on The Wire, too. Idris Elba and Dominic West. Did not know Dominic West was a person, let alone on The Wire. That's nice. Did you know Idris Elba lied? He did that job. Which job? The Wire. Because it's set in Baltimore. What do you lie about? His accent. He didn't, oh, he yeah. didn't, he didn't tell them he was British yeah. the whole time. Yeah, a lot of people do that. He walked of, in, he walked in and was like, yeah, I'm just a regular black man from America. And he didn't let it go until he did it on accident. And then he was like, yeah, I'm British. And they were like, well, you've already, you're already, you got the job. So it's whatever. Mm-hmm. It's ridiculous. Um, oh, wow. There are 16,091 fish swimming in the ocean, the open ocean exhibit in the Marine Life Institute. There's How what? long? There are 16,091 fish swimming around in the open ocean exhibit in the Marine Life Institute. That's not that. It's How not that. How long did it take them to do all that, though? Because a lot of them move in schools. I know, but you still have to animate them. You have right. to draw them. You have to figure but out if positioning. You, if you, you can, to... if you can easily get one done, you can just reshape the rest of them. Let's play a game. How many fin rays do you think were migrating? There's over uh, two thousand. How many do you think were migrating? I'm asking the sound man. Give a guess. Five hundred. Five thousand. Five what? Five hundred thousand. Sorry, that would not five. There were 5,000. 5,000? Yes. Mm-hmm. 51 minutes of the film include crowd characters, which is more than double that of an average picture. Well, it's at a, it's aquarium. At an aquarium, so that makes sense. Um, Alexander Gold, or Gould, I don't know how you say that, 
who originally voiced Nemo in Finding Nemo, is now 22 years old, so filmmakers had to recast the character and hired 12-year-old Hayden Rollins. I wonder if that was the same guy or not. Oh, he's still in the movie. So the original Nemo is still in the movie. He is the truck driver. The original who? The original Nemo. The guy who voiced the, the Nemo originally, Alexander Gold, mm-hmm. they hired him to voice the truck driver. Mm-hmm. The one that's like, I'm going to make your life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he's still in it. He's 22. So he couldn't do very young. And that's it. That's it. That's all. That's all you got. That's all I got. That's all she wrote. That's pretty good. Mm. The fact that Hank took that long. That's dedication, though, because that's a lot to do. When a regular character takes eight weeks, ooh-wee. Uh, 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 uh. Ooh-wee. That's patient. All right, so what do you, uh, any last thoughts? Favorite the scenes, convoluted lines? way that they, ooh, man. When when they got in that truck and Hank started driving, I was like, we are we have gone too far, man. It was him him in the stroller was one thing, but him driving the truck a whole nother thing. What the hell are we doing? Again, this the hell are we doing? This movie went from trying to be accurate to inaccuracy, and it well, just, no, 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 no. It, what they did, it's too what, many. What they do, inconsistent. What they do is try to be very accurate in the facts of wildlife until they're like, well, it don't fit the shenanigans that we want to do. Exactly. So we're gonna take reality and flip it, which is animated. Animation defies reality. That's why you can drop an anvil on Wiley e. Coyote's head and he don't die. So there's that insane, but that's the that's the thing that gets me about this movie. It's just like if they started off like that, you know, dropping the anvil on Wally Coyote, then we would have been fine, <laughs> right? But I mean, no, no, I get they, your point. They want to mix in these the factual thing is, things and want, all that. They want to be educational while also keeping to the anime. You gotta pick spirit. one. You gotta pick one. They do need to pick one, but they it doesn't work well for this they're movie. So they're so deep in the like, we're gonna get wildlife right. We're gonna teach you about fish. We're gonna teach you about octopi. We're gonna teach you about squid. Yada yada yada. They're like, look at it, look at it. And all this, fine, all this but... cool stuff. And then they're like, but now the octopus can drive a car. No, it can't. But all of that is just mm, like dinosaurs. And also, driving a truck off of a cliff to get all the fish, the fish are dying. That shit's glass. The dinosaur. Somebody's gonna die. The movie Dinosaur, animated, educational, but still fit. Yeah. They made everything fit. Like, that was a good one. They tried, Uh, and it didn't didn't quite hit the mark. They tried, and then they tried to do something else at the same time, and it just... the two things that they were trying to do just don't mix very well. No. And it's very, it's very hard Sometimes to make to them pick blend. One or the other, which I applaud them for trying, but it's still like. Sometimes you just gotta pick one. Or the especially other. if you look at like. Um, it would have made more sense if Hank climbed onto the head of the driver and was like, fuck, fucking with his face. Or knock the, dr- and, the driver got and knocked like, out, and, and he like, was. Do you, yeah. If if Hank could have knocked him out. The driver's foot is still Stop on the gas the right. because that happens in movies. They knock somebody out, their foot's on the gas. They can't get them. They can't get them to get their foot off, and then he just does the steering wheel. That would have made more sense. That would have made more sense. Like, it's just... but instead, we got Dory up there being the eyes, and Hank down there working the pedals and the steering wheel. What is this? What is it? Like, like the other thing, right? The other thing that gets me is, 
is with the um it's like how Finding Nemo was it had those elements that they were trying to pull off in this movie. Yeah. They went overboard in this movie. The thing Finding is, Nemo it's was like easier nice. in Finding Nemo because they're in the ocean most of the time. And then you have a very small tank of fish. So there's not too much maneuvering that they can do. And when you're in the ocean, you can keep it to reality more because you're mm-hmm. in the ocean. In an aquarium... You got too many things going on. There's too many places they're trying to get to putting, that you can't really do without humans. Putting so fish in fresh water like, and then like, in a mop bucket? Come so, on now. So they're like, what's the closest to human activity that we can get with fish? Octopus. Okay. He can camouflage. The camouflage isn't accurate all the time, but he's doing it. It's a, it, Octopi can camouflage. So all you have to do is tell your kids an octopus can camouflage to that point, but the other stuff he can do. But the fish going in and out of salt and fresh water, that's ridiculous. Into a mop then, bucket. Because then you're going to have, the thing is, then, you, then, then I know a child absolutely saw this movie, took their little fish out of their, out of their pet fish out of their little tank and dropped them into a glass of water and the fish died. And they were like, well, they did it in front of I mean, if they, had pet fish, if they had a pet fish, it'd probably be a freshwater fish because oh, okay. well, saltwater tanks are hard to keep. Well, bless their freshwater hearts, but I just... It's just not all of it's accurate, and it, it is it is annoying. But also, we're adults, and this movie was made for kids, and the kids don't know. They overdid it. No, this movie <laughs> was not made for kids. It's made for the adults who've seen this movie. It's half and who's half. Seen Nemo it's half for the adults. Thirteen years ago. It's half. It's just like it's just like Incredibles because there's a ten year difference. The adults are all over that shit, but it is a kids movie, and we're all like, get the kids out of here. But this Incredibles is ours. did a better sequel than Finding Dory. Well, that's Dory because did. it's not fish. It's we don't so, have to uh, keep, a- and it's also a superhero movie. We don't have to keep accurate to reality. Reality's out the window. But when you start in off, this movie, it's based. The problem is Finding Nemo was based in reality, and they were in the ocean. And now you have to base it in reality again because it's a sequel. But they're in an aquarium, and you need things to happen in an aquarium that you need humans for, but they can't use a human. So you get you get weird. And, and they got too weird. Just like how Bailey and um, Destiny were able to jump out of their habitats. No aquarium is leaving those habitats with little walls that they can jump into the ocean No, with. not at all. That's not a thing aquariums do. You've never seen it in your life. But in this movie, Bailey said, there are no walls in the ocean. She said, let's go whoop, into the ocean. That's not a thing that would happen. Yeah, no. I So, we're half in, we're half out. Anyway. And um, that's just what it is. All right, as far as our rating goes. Oh, I'm... wait, sorry. We didn't answer any of your questions. My favorite scenes are with Destiny and Bailey. They're very funny. I also really like um, the the rock seals, Flutter and whatever his name was. Fluke. Fluke. Fluke and Rudder. There it is. Uh, and Gerald. I also very much enjoyed the beginning when Mr. Ray is back, because I like Mr. Ray. And I liked when Dory found her parents. It was very cute. What about you? I like Becky. Be- <laughs> Becky with a good beak. Be- <laughs> All right. So, as Your far as... character. What's your favorite scene? Becky with a good beak. What you mean? Like, is she your favorite character too? The entire scene with her trying to eat Marlin or not eat him, just she put him in her mouth him. She and then him. putting him underneath him like he's an egg. Yep. She's like, she's like, come here, you my egg. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. Is that your favorite character, Becky? Yep. My favorite character is Hank. Hank love, was cool. I love Hank. 
Can't he was tank- a bit dramatic, but he's cool. Can't tankers with Aku. But yeah, all right. If I had to rate this movie, I'm gonna rate this movie six arms out of eight. Favorite favorite line. I don't got one. Nah. I love saying that. Um, I'm going to rate this three and a half righteous out of five because we did see mm-hmm. the tortles. We did see Crush for a little bit. Alright. That's it, y'all. We done. Finding Dory is finished. I hope you guys enjoyed. Thank you for coming back to our little corner of the world. And please follow us on Spotify, Amazon Music, iTunes, all of the things where where wherever you can find us. Um, leave a comment if you like, if you can. Rating five stars would be nice. I'm just saying, but you ain't you ain't got to. But I'm just I'm just recommending five stars because I think I think it's pretty good. Um. You can email us with movie movie comments, movie rejections, movie recommendations. Or trivia. Movie trivia or episode ideas, if you like, at secondtimearoundpod at gmail.com. You can also find us on Instagram at 2TA underscore podcast. We'll get better with that. We will also get better with our schedule, but remember, it's warm outside, and we want to go where? Outside. Anyway, bye! What she said.